people like games. Are we recording yet? I think so. I don't, I don't know. When you clap, it goes away. <laughs> it does. It's true. We never realized, but we were having a conversation before and figuring out a way to do integrate it. But regardless, we back. It's squad banter. It's solo. Reggie. Reg in the clouds now. <laughs> Reg in the clouds. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> and I'm not going to plug my Twitch in because I'm just not going to go for long anymore. <laughs> but regardless, follow Reg in the clouds. It's people like games. We're back in the building. Squad banter. <laughs> We're going to ask this live on show. I thought about renaming the show one more time. Friendo Talk. <laughs> what did Iz say about that? Um, she said that's hilarious and random. And she didn't give me a full approval, but I say we do it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in? All right. There you go, Iz. She's going to listen back to this and be like, oh, shit. She, every time I mention it, she's like, you mentioned me in the episode. I'm like, eh, it's sort of revolves around it. So, so. Regardless. Now let's talk about video games and the week. I'm gonna start, we got uh, about six topics, six stories for you guys. I'm gonna bring three, the Reg has got three. We're gonna trade them and then we're gonna get out of here about 15 minutes, hopefully. And so we're gonna keep it concise, short, punchy, and hopefully consistent over the course of coming weeks as well. Now that we got a schedule. So, much better first, schedule now. <laughs> much better. And we got sound call. It's actually our first run with both of us. Uh, Yo, I, I didn't even think about that. That's the whole reason I'm on the PC now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, upgrade season. Let us know in the comments or don't what you think about the audio. Regardless, let's start with one of my most interesting stories I heard. Um, a studio called uh, Omezda Studios is, oh, Omeda Studios is really, Omeda Studios raised $2.2 million to build a game off of the former assets of the Epic Games game, Paragon. So if you remember, that got shut down about two years ago. They were able to raise money and then actually got a mega grant from Epic Games itself to create the early build of the game. Now they're expanding it out to create a spiritual successor called Predecessor. That is a lot of wordplay, good lord. But regardless... <laughs> Super interesting. I am interested to see if games have a television version of when they bring back an old series and give it a new season, uh, if they're going to start doing the same thing with games, because I'm sure there's a lot of things. There's a Star Wars major game that ended up going unfinished. If you have all these assets, is it worth it for a company to potentially just maybe give it to an outsourced company to help develop it in partnership with them, especially if there's a demand for those types of random games recreated, as we see with even the new Ninja Turtles Shredder game that's going to be coming on Steam. That's actually what I was going to bring up next. All right, so let's let's go into it then. Yeah, so this game, oh man, this like, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge, right? Mm. It is... They've got a Steam page already, so you can go read up about it. The trailer is out. The trailer looks amazing. I actually think that Nickelodeon is involved. And if they're any part of the art style, I'm like so happy because it really brings me back to that old like like 90s style of uh, mm -hmm. Ninja Turtles. And I remember when I was in like middle school, they had this crossover episode where they brought in old animated turtles with the new animated turtles. And they did this whole like, metaverse thing and that like seeing that art style was the first time i'd seen it in a long time with them and it just it's super retro super classic 
Um, I haven't played a beat em up in so long, and this is the first one I'm even considering right now. Yeah, I was gonna say this was crazy because uh, it reminded me of the Ninja Turtles arcade game. Uh, 100%. Grew up on it heavily. The the Turtles games that were out for Sega, the sort of 2D bar crawler, as I'm gonna call this, because sort of a bar game, but yeah. that sort of side by side fighting style and to use the classic graphics and now you saw all the characters i saw the videos had their own specific unique run animations yep. as well and they've even I'm got just... like great little touches like like uh he throws a foot soldier into the camera and like just those little things where like it's little graphical fidelity things that they couldn't mm -hmm. achieve then and we're pulling all the great stuff and then adding on to the adding on to it with 100%. like all this new just even little tweaks like that really just improves the quality of the game they need to remake the X-Men arcade game, the Simpsons arcade game. Like if they yep. remake these games in this manner, there's a market. There's a huge market that'd be willing to pay for this shit. Especially with like so many people are, I don't know, maybe it's just me and the crowd I hang out with, but a lot of people are, are missing couch co-op and we're starting to see a bunch of games bring that back. This yeah. is gonna be one of those hits, I feel like. Cause there's so I many know. people who play casual that are ready to mm -hmm. jump on that. I play a game with my sister. So every time we have a couch, uh, a couch co-op, more or less, where you have a two-player game where you end up continuing on, and it's only on the Switch that we're playing. So trying to find titles like this is so difficult. No one wants to play like Double Dragon Four or whatever that game was that came yeah. out recently. Give me this one every time. But oh, yeah. uh, regardless, now I'm gonna but keep it on games though. I guess Bethesda, Bethesda, Bethesda regardless um they actually are now officially with their parent company zenimax officially merged alongside or merged into xbox and the microsoft studios they did announce in a, a, a recent convert maybe the conversation or a mini event that there would be multiple games upcoming that would be exclusive to xbox from Bethesda. <laughs> I'm just going to do this different every time. But it was interesting because we talked about this a couple of weeks back, if not months back, when Phil Spencer mentioned, he's like, no, we're not going to necessarily do that. I wish I could go back to find that episode because I said the exact same thing. He's like, no, I don't want to say that we're going to not do it, but not going to say we're going to do it. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know that's how you're paying for this shit. Like, so I just Spencer, wish it was like gold editions were exclusive to Xbox or like, I mean, obviously, that's me being wishful thinking PS5 guy, but I don't know. PC, as, though, right? I mean, well, how are they going to integrate those games into Game Pass ships is what I'm curious about. So I heard Fallout 4 is rumored already to be coming on to uh, Game Pass. I don't know if that's official yet. Yeah. Um, I heard another one. I just can't. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember right now. But that that's going to be huge where, like, what is it like is playstation now going to have access to any of these or like whatever playstation's equivalent yeah i think it's service now yeah i i never really touched that honestly i was looking for ratchet and clank like the original ones but they apparently don't have it in existence at the moment they don't have the the ps3 collection to be able to play on ps4 but whatever <sighs> it's damn backwards it's, but that, that's how they're gonna do it right like there's it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, opposite to what PlayStation does, which is they created their own IP and keeping it exclusive to themselves, but now porting it to PC, whereas Xbox is taking a franchise that was 
on multiple consoles and bringing it to an exclusive one. I wonder if that shrinks the market. I don't know how much of that market was split on PlayStation and yeah, who's gonna, Xbox as well. Like, who's going to sit back and say, all right, screw Bethesda, and then who's going to say, all right, I'm an Xbox guy now? Because there, there are people who want WRPGs, yeah, who want it bad, and they'll they'll make the transfer because that's what they're mostly playing. So that's, yeah, pretty much. And so for that... But for that to happen, I, I think the only countermeasure I can think of potentially is going to be GTA, uh, Rockstar going exclusive to PlayStation. If in their total interest, they have like a 20-fold, if you ever look at the number of sales lifetime on PlayStation over Xbox, really? consider that game a, an Xbox game, it's a PlayStation game. You know what I mean? It's I mean, that's how I think of it, even though it's everywhere, but... That and PC, maybe, if you think about GTA Online, and that's all played through GTA 5. Well, speaking of PC, PC seems to be this weird joining point now because PlayStation is starting to move over some exclusives onto PC. But They have to because it's a capped market, right? Like, if you got X amount of people that will buy the game and they've all bought it, how else does, how, who else are they selling Ghost of Tsushima to? Other than everyone who already bought it. (laughs) Other than people who wanted to play it and they're like, I don't have a, I don't got a PlayStation. I got a PC though. I got a rig. If you ever bring it to PC, I'm going to play it. Yep. I mean, Hey, that's, that's why I'm about to play. Um, what's it called? Horizon zero dawn. I never played it before. I never had it on PS4, picked it up for PC. I know it's going to look fantastic. Um, that that's another thing that when I think PlayStation has been missing out on that, where like PCs are just, they have the power. They're going to have the power for a while. I think I think they had to figure out a version of what was good. They had to get pushed into it, right? And they had to form their own structure and bring it all under their own umbrella, right? So it's easy to port God of War to there when you own it and you own the studios. That's what I mean. You yeah, have a yeah. relationship with them. Actually, Zemo mentioned this in our last episode. We were talking about Nintendo strategy. I'll tell you, I wonder why Nintendo never comes to mobile and why they haven't yet. And he's like, well, they're just waiting for the Epic Games lawsuit to be over. They're not giving their money. They're not giving up 30% of every dollar. And I was like, oh, that's really obvious. So same correlation. I feel like there's an obvious thing there where it's like, oh, we maxed out, but we want to own it before we give it up because PlayStation's power is sort of in its exclusive. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. they uh, Aside from Nintendo IP, which is like, that's that's Xbox been here forever. Have, yeah, exactly. Xbox has Master Chief. And they now have like if, a mascot. And now like, yeah, they have Bethesda, but that's not Xbox IP. Like people yeah. at least our generation knows like Xbox isn't coming out making these games. Like no. it's still the studios at the end of the day. And if Sony has so much in-house going on, like they're mm-hmm. still gonna be pumping out quality games. When you think of God of War, I'm like, yeah, PlayStation or Sony made it, right? You're not thinking mm-hmm. Santa Monica. So you know it's Sony's in-house. But yeah, exactly. Going to, but that, I'm going to make that joke a dead horse real soon. But but that's, that's going to be actually, uh, like you said, you're always going to consider it the studio. You're never going to consider it part of Xbox, even if it's exactly. exclusive too. Um, and that'll change eventually. They'll probably keep it exclusive to Xbox for a couple of months and then eventually port it out because they're going to make more money licensing the game over to Sony to be able to sell than they will. I wonder how much freedom Bethesda has within this deal. They, Phil Spencer has come out and said that like 
Bethesda's going to operate the way they've operated before. But I wonder how much clout Xbox is really putting over them. Every acquisition says that, right? They're like, we're not going to change everything except for fire all the people who are coming from the other company from executive levels and keep all the lower level people and eventually merge them out. Business. But what else you got? Uh, so yeah, speaking of business, Capcom is not looking hot right now. Um, so remember when we were going through all those stories about cyberpunk and the crunch that they were going through and there was massive outrage about going through crunch. Mm -hmm. Apparently we're finding out now that after Capcom had a data leak last year, they ended up saying we're scared of working from home now and they've forced all of their people on site uh, in the middle of the pandemic. I, I'm blanking on the actual like time frame of that, but wow. that's just a really, really bad look because we, like we've already seen so much stuff about game devs being overworked, especially when it comes to things like crunch and what's it called? Um, Cyberpunk was the best example of that. They crunched all they wanted and they still put out a crap product on like two out of three systems that, I mean, two out of five, but still they're the two biggest ones that you were gonna get sales on. So like, we're, I don't know, the, the way that game devs have been treated and the way they're gonna start, I guess, demanding new things because like game devs, they have so much to offer these companies. They, they wouldn't be anywhere without these people. And they're kind of stuck saying, all right, we're gonna do this work. We have to do this work, but now, as more and more of this stuff comes out, the public outcry is just gonna be terrible for Capcom. Like we've already seen CD Projekt Red get destroyed on a number of levels. So when people find one more thing bad with Capcom, they're just gonna dig into it. Yeah, but to see how it actually ends up coming in, I mean, it, how, how what's the actual public response? The same way that people don't like loot boxes, et cetera. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of an outcry but if the game that Capcom shipping is there on time and it's good, everybody will forget. Though, you know, it, I'm very happy not a lot of companies did do that, especially all the ones that were, you know, Sony, Microsoft, everyone who's even coming out yeah. with consoles were new games. So say what you will about Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red, but like crunch is the nature of it to a degree. Yeah, and to, I don't want to, to an I don't extent, wanna you have this. to accept crunch. You have to accept crunch. We got to have an honest conversation about when you're shipping a product, there's going to be longer hours, but is there a different question about unionization and overtime, uh, you know, being paid for the fucking shit you're going to have to do in crunch. And if crunch is involved, a studio should have to do maybe like a one and a half base rate on a salary for that time period. Whatever the case is, studios should have to pay more if they're demanding more. But at the same time, you're going to end up getting long hours. But as it exists, let me just be clear. Good. I just think we Not don't. I, yeah, I just think that like it wasn't such a forward facing problem before. And now we're in the Internet age. You're going to hear everything about everything. So as soon as people hear about it, there's bigger outcry now. There's bigger reactions. But there's also bigger avoidance. Sometimes people are just going to say, screw it. I don't care. I'm I'm going to play the Capcom game. And like, I don't mind if you play the game. But like you said, I just think there's a conversation to be had about compensating the people for what they're actually going through. Because they go That's through a right lot, there. a lot of stuff. And they put out amazing products. So they should be compensated for that. Exactly. And the way studios run it as well is sort of... Uh, 
a churning factory. And that's where the unionization comes in to give these developers who are responsible for the products some leverage and protection in a system where they're actually the most inherently important pieces. But hopefully we get there. We'll find <laughs> out. Um, speaking of, I guess I'm just going to do a, a quick one. I was going to talk about Rust, uh, the game losing a bunch of its data centers in France due to a fire, which meant that a great number of saved datas were completely lost forever. Um, it's sucks. I feel bad for the developer. I think that's Face Punch. Um, yes, and, Face Punch you know, Studios. It, it, the Rust has been a huge game in the past year. Um, oh, it's it's easily up. one of the biggest streamed games right now. Blown what up, is it like? Man. Hardcore Minecraft? <laughs> I don't know. I want to say so. I saw the pictures. I'll be. I, I've looked into it a little bit, but what was interesting to me when I saw that was the fact that they were able to lose the save files and data uh, for that game. And I was like, well, don't you have copies or anything on your computer or anything when you're saving? or if it's all directly into the cloud. And it just made me think, you know, same way we think digital is forever to a degree. It was interesting to see there was a, a fire that ended up taking down actual unsafe. I mean, you cannot uh, yeah. recover this data um, because of a physical issue with it. And I think that was just an interesting uh, see, thing to learn. I, I always would have thought that at least part of that was stored on my PC or on my system and that I would never have to worry about their data center going down wouldn't mean anything to the me. redundancy. It was only there for redundancy sake and quick access. And so if you ever wanted to save it, you would have a save version on your computer as well as a save file on the cloud that mm -hmm. would both update. So I'm a little confused how that happened. Um, just by nature of like, it's like kicking a computer and being like, we lost everything in there. Yeah. <laughs> Am I, I mean, hey. I feel bad for face punch. I feel bad for people that lost probably hundreds of hours worth of save files. Um, but like this, this is just one of those things that's unpredictable. It's not like they were out here doing bad practice and screwing things up. Sometimes it just happens like that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel bad. Uh, someone who does bad practices is Twitch because I was going to talk about that DMCA thing. But oh boy, um, I'm, I might save that. I might have to save that for a rant. I might have to go solo on that. I might just bring at some point back for a one day episode just shit on this because good lord, that was very offensive to see that they can give that sort of data. If you don't know what I'm talking about, find out potentially maybe this weekend if I really have to. Uh, regardless, do you got anything else? Um, we could touch on quick the new German laws. Um, oh, the German loot box laws. Talk yes. So they, I believe they're going to give it, or I think it's already actually passed. Um, and the actual, so let's see, it's passed already. It's not implemented, but it could be implemented as early as this spring, where any game with a loot box or any kind of gotcha feature or something like that, I believe, is going mm -hmm. to be 18 plus M, whatever it is based on the uh, based on the country you're in, what kind of grading system they use. But it's really just gonna be about giving it only to adult players. Yeah. Uh, for which is kind of crazy because it applies to things like FIFA. Like 
NFL, like all that, like all these little games that like, yeah, they have loot boxes, but you don't really think of them being that abusive, yeah. but it's going to start hitting a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've said this for a long time, going back to like 2018, if you go to the original people at games podcast, I called it the domino theory. And I had talked about it because the Netherlands were the first ones. And I said, the ESA needed to do something to self-regulate loot boxes because even in China, they force companies to release the um, loot box uh, odds for getting stuff. And they don't even do that in America. So that yeah. was a little bit ridiculous to me. And so to see those two combine uh, alongside the fact that the European Union is much stricter on data. They've been after Google. They've been just in general more protective and uh, more likely to strike down. FIFA has been forced to pull uh, its ultimate team in a bunch of countries in, in Europe because of that. So it's good that someone's doing this because like you're saying, man, loot boxes is a problem, um, especially because they know what they're doing with kids when a game becomes popular and the new Fortnite skin is, or whatever version of something is cool and you cannot buy it directly. Um, and kids want to buy the V bucks. So you got to buy the coins to then, which is again, it's own sort of manipulative system, which I was just telling is about to with Pokemon go, which is they don't make you just spend your money on it. No, you buy pokey coins. Yeah. You're just buying a pokey coin. I'm like, that's some fucking, that's some once, once it's, shit. Once it's a pokey coin, it's not real money to you anymore. It's not real money anymore. You didn't put $10 in there. You got a thousand pokey coins to spend mm-hmm. on your digital con. It is such an alluring trap for kids who don't realize it's happening versus adults who may have not been born in a digitally omnipresent society um so hopefully there's more action on it and that makes its way stateside uh because gambling and betting and gaming and esports is gonna blow in america real soon i'm i'm not even saying don't allow it i'm just saying regulate it be smart you do any sort of gambling if i can't get into a casino um like maybe there would be a similar mechanic of say a roulette machine versus a loot box at face value or I just think... in fucking actuality i don't even think it's random it's <laughs> literally the same shit um and it's kids so adults whatever that's up to you if you want to buy that shit go buy that shit yeah you want to blow your money on that that's fine i i know a bunch of people who spend hundreds of dollars on free to play rocket league so god god bless i'm all for it but don't make a 12 year old kid spend $300 without realizing it because he's spending V bucks. <laughs> you know, they don't understand money or concepts, but regardless, um, that's all for preaching. That's all we got for the week. Um, we'll be back often now that we have a new setup and better audio quality. So we're in the building. Um, friend, no talk. Ah. <laughs> all right. So this is going up with a new title folks. We back expect some more cool stuff from us um and a lot more new stuff we got a video in the work with the cloud man himself which will be pokemon strengths and weaknesses explained in a very simple manner i think we'll find out because i don't know them it'll, it'll start off simple and then it'll probably blow the hell up <laughs> we'll find out in the next episode of dragon ball z all right guys <laughs> we'll be back uh thank you for listening subscribe like whatever the shits are peace peace